What's up, world? Welcome to the What's Your Thoughts on This Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Ali, and it's the holidays. It's the holiday season, you guys. It's almost Christmas. Are you ready? Are you ready? On today's show, I'm speaking with the Cochran family. You don't want to miss this. But hey, before you do anything, before you do anything, make sure you hug a family member and text a friend. (laughs) And also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Happy holidays and God bless you. What's up, world? Welcome to the What's Your Thoughts on this podcast. I'm your host, Amir Ali. I'm an opinionated fat boy from the west side of Detroit. I was groomed in Chicago and shaped in New York, but in my heart, Paris is home. Join me on my quest to get answers and gain clarity on a plethora of controversial topics, current events, and political issues. It's a lot going on in the world that I want to discuss, so please take a listen and tell me your thoughts. Tell me what's your thoughts on. Christmas time, my favorite time of the year. The time where the streets are filled with lights and trees are full of snow. Growing up, on Christmas Eve, my sister and I would leave cookies and milk for Santa. We would play games, sing songs, and stare at the Christmas tree, wondering what Santa had got us this year. But as I got older, I realized that the greatest gift was the gift of life, health, and family. This holiday season, I had the pleasure of speaking with the Cochran family. Listen as the Cochrans share some of their holiday traditions, favorite holiday meals, and how they are able to persevere in tough times with God, love, and family. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Cochrans, Malcolm, Soraya, and Selena. Thank you for coming to the show today. Thanks for having us. I wanted to speak to a family and talk to them about some holidays and holiday memories and just life and love. And I said, you know what? Why not speak to friend of the show, Selena Cochran's family? It's funny to me that you even have children. I'm going to just be honest. Like, I don't know if you guys see this lady, <laughs> but the fact that she had like grown kids just like freaks me out every time I hear it. Because I'm just like, really? Like, you have children? Are you serious? Because you just don't seem like a mom, like a cool mom. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, so um, before I actually talk to her, is she a cool mom, guys? What do you think, Soraya? I honestly would say no. And I just have to say that because, you know, it would go to her head. You know, she's all right sometimes, you know, other times she'll be like, oh, you left this at home. I'm going to keep it now. And that's not cool. So demerit for you, mom. <laughs> Get it together. She steals your stuff. Oh, all the time. First all of the time. all, if like, you move I was... out and you leave things at home by mother law, it's no longer yours. <laughs> <I'm sorry. Okay. laughs> Mind you, I told her, I said, Mom, some things won't fit in the car. Just bring them down for Thanksgiving. And she's just like, oh, okay. And she's like, oh, I see you left these boots. I'm going to wear them today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you totally missed the point. But that's or did I? Or did I? I say she's a semi-all right mom. You know, Semi no cool points because right. cool moms don't steal my stuff. So. What do you have to say, Malcolm? I was going, you know play the, the cool and say that she wasn't cool but Soraya said it so now I have to say she's the best mom ever <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was little she always gave me everything I want I remember 
you know, she got me an Xbox one time. That was cool. And PlayStation. So, you know, in my book, she's 8.75 out of 10, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, she's like, Isn't that sweet? So what was it like growing up with Selena as your mom? You know, that's a big question. Um, I think one of the blessings of me and Sarai's childhood was that a lot of times we kind of not forgot that she was a single mom, but it was that great of an experience, to be honest. You know, it was a one less worry that was on our minds. And, you know, she really, you know, took time to create activities for us and keep us regularly engaged and things like that. So I have nothing but positive, incredible memories of my childhood. And it really created a bonding experience between me and my sister, for sure, but definitely between the three of us. That's awesome. And what about you, Soraya? What was it like growing up having Selena as her mother? Honestly, it's kind of funny to think about, um, especially now that I'm technically an adult. So... (laughs) When I think of my childhood, I think of like, oh, like, you know, she's like my mom and like, you know, whatever. But like, you know, growing up, I think we became like, obviously, she's still my mom, but we actually developed a really great friendship as well. So, you know, I call my mom like twice a week and I'm just like, mom, you won't believe what this person did at work today, you know, (laughs) or, you know, things like that. And so it's it's really beautiful to kind of like look back at like oh like this is when you know I'd be like mom like you know come read to me in bed or like or when you know I when I was younger I had this light up canopy and so she would usually like come when she would sit on my bed I would talk during my canopy and like now you know I have my own place and I'm in my room under my you know my lights that aren't attached to a canopy and we still have those talks and you know we still talk about things like that it's very it's a lot of beautiful memories that are still kind of continuously being added to that's awesome. So, Selena, how old were you when you had your first child? I was 24 when I had Malcolm. Okay. And then two years later, at 26, I had Sarai. Were you married or? I was married at the time. Okay. Um, to their dad. That's how that, that journey began. Okay. Uh, so, Are you guys yeah. still married? No. Unfortunately, their dad, it, you know, passed away. Um, a year ago Sorry, I mean we know. were divorced before then thank you but you know we passed away so how old were the kids when you guys divorced they were pretty young um, because we were separated for like seven years and then we got divorced okay um, but they were still pretty young so when you guys separated you're a mom and you have two children mm-hmm. do you remember what you felt when you found out that you were going to now be a single mom You know, there was a lot of fear, Mm -hmm. right? There was a lot of, oh my goodness, there's anxiety, this thought of, okay, I don't want to be like the classic, stereotypical single mother, right? You know, bitter, angry, you know, yelling at her kids, um, you know, or just be the classic uh, stereotypical overburdened single mother, right? So many problems that you're just not available emotionally or spiritually or physically for your kids. And uh, um, so, you know, there was a lot of that kind of thing yeah. uh, in the beginning. Um, but for me, a lot of that began to kind of ease itself through prayer, uh, through reading different books and through talking to other women who I thought were great mothers and seeing, you know, kind of gleaning from their journey as well. Yeah. 
I always give a lot of props to single mothers. My mother was a single mother. It sucks okay. that they have to be single mothers, but I just right. thank you guys so much for not giving up. Was there ever a moment where you did not know what you were going to do or how you were going to make it? There was. Um, I remember the moment very distinctly. You know, the kids were babies at that time. Yeah. Um, I want to say like Malcolm. So Soraya was here. So she, you know, Malcolm had to be like three, maybe three and a half. And Soraya might have been one and a half. And it was raining. Um, I had to, um, you know, get them to the daycare and then get to work. And, um, you know, just newly separated was still reeling from, you know, all of those things. And it was raining and I'm pushing the stroller. We get to the bus stop and the bus driver passes us. Even though we're standing at the bus stop, clearly it is pouring and he passes us and I am mad. You know, I'm angry. I'm going to be late for work. I got to get these kids to the daycare center, which was, you know, it was a couple of blocks away. Um, But I was angry. And I remember Malcolm was like kind of walking a little slow and I kind of yanked his arm and I said, come on, honey, we have to walk faster Mm -hmm. because he was just playing in the rain. Um, And he stopped and, you know, and he was just like, ow. And I just, it made me pause. And I said, oh my God, what am I doing? Mm. (laughs) Um, You know, and I was just like, okay, honey, I'm sorry. And we eventually got to the bus stop. Another bus came around, but I made the decision that day. That night I went home and I prayed and I said, God, I don't ever want to be that mom that's yanking on her kids because she's frustrated with something that's beyond her control. I need guidance. I need wisdom. I need to know what to do. And when I prayed, Ali, let me tell you, when I prayed, God began to speak. And he was just like, okay, first you need to do this. Second, you need to do this. Third, you need to do this. And I would just write down the things that I was hearing. And then I would just start doing them one by one by one by one. And he was just like, you know, for Malcolm, he needs this. You got to get him things to do. You got to get him, you know, toys that he likes. Get him art supplies. He He's going to be a great artist. And you've seen some of the stuff that my son's draw. Yeah. So you know he's a great artist. For Soraya, get her, you know, get her these kinds of things. She's going to be a wonderful leader. She's going to be a teacher. She's full of compassion. Get her these kinds of things to bring those out. And so that was really how that journey began. It started with prayer, it started with listening, and then it started with seeking out books and people who could help feed into that. I had a vision in mind for my kids. And um, once I began to operate out of that, you know, understanding that this is beyond your control, it's not their responsibility. You know, as parents, sometimes we try to get our kids to co-share in things that are not their responsibility. Kids deserve to be kids. That is what I wanted for them. I wanted them to be kids. I didn't want them babysitting each other. I didn't want them babysitting other people's kids. I didn't want them, you know, responsible for making their dinner or, you know, cooking their things. I wanted them to be responsible for things like put your toys away, right? Put all your Barbie dolls away, make your bed and do those kinds of things. So, Selena, you know my yeah. mom passed away, right? So, like, you still can yeah. adopt my grown ass, right? Because I, I think <laughs> I, I think I should still be a kid too. You know, I want to. <laughs> but no, um, but how did you feel knowing that you were going to have to raise a black man and you were raising him by yourself? Even though I was a single parent, I really wasn't. You know, my church family 
I leaned on a lot of the men there. Okay. We had a lot of pastors that were men. They had kids, so it was nice to be able to have that male influence for him yeah. um, in a positive way. A lot of people are like, oh, you was mother and father. I always I always taught people right there. You know, I'm just like, no, I was not mother and father. I was mother. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did for um, yeah. him. Soraya, growing up in the household with your mom and it being a single parent household, did you ever feel like you missed anything? And in the literal sense, I don't feel like I was missing anything. I mean, I definitely do wish like I had a close relationship with my father, you know, um, some yeah. of my friends were like, oh, like, you know, I'm a daddy's girl. And I was like, hmm, like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, you know, my relationship wasn't close to my dad. I kind of remember I did theater in middle and high school. And I remember, I want to say it was for seventh grade, but I remember he had came to our school for the play and it was the first time anyone had seen him and so I remember the administrator for middle school I remember she had asked my mom oh I saw a man with Malcolm and Soraya are they okay and it was just it kind of became super apparent I was like oh that's right you're an absent like no one knows who you are you know in my mind it wasn't as oh I'm missing something but then being in kind of like a public space where people can be like oh your dad's here I've never seen him and it's like oh I guess I was missing something that's totally understandable and that's some great points that you made Malcolm question for you being the man of the house were there times where you felt like you needed to be your mom's protector um yeah definitely I credit that to a lot of what I saw you know when I was growing up even now I'm like always been a sponge like I always take in and I watch how people maneuver and act and react to certain situations so it was definitely beneficial seeing other people in the house, like my mom be a protector over us, even my aunt who was living with us at some period, she's been protected. And that was just something I picked up on very early on. And, you know, even now I feel it's just like something I take, you know, not only pride in, but I feel like is, you know, just my role is I love being protected. It really helps me. Yeah. The holidays are coming. Do you guys love the holidays? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Malcolm Christmas. is the biggest keeper of our tradition. If we do anything that's not aligned with what we've done traditionally, Malcolm is the one yelling, that's not tradition. <laughs> so what are some of your holiday traditions? You want to take that What's one, Malcolm, you know, holiday keeper, yeah. keeper tradition. <laughs> I'm going to just make sure she say it correctly. Go ahead, Ma. So, um, one of our holiday traditions is for Christmas, we do a pajama party. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. So, we do a pajama party. We're dressed in our pajamas. um, And we will usually decorate the tree on Christmas Eve and put all the guests under the tree. Most of the time, we do it leading up to that, but the last of that is like the Christmas Eve and put all those gifts under the tree and at midnight we exchange one gift okay and then we eat breakfast pizza wait hold on and what? whatever breakfast it's a pajama pizza. party hey, breakfast pizza yeah so <laughs> breakfast Explain. pizza in the beginning when Malcolm and Soraya were young my sister who lives with us Alyssa shout out to Alyssa that's my girl <laughs> um, but she loves to cook 
And like, when I say cook, I mean like throw down. She'll like have baked chicken, ham, rice, macaroni and cheese. She does like the whole spread. Like the whole Thanksgiving spread, she would do a holiday version of that. Okay. And with Malcolm and Soraya, they would eat it day one. And then after that, Soraya was asking for peanut butter and jelly and Malcolm just wanted (laughs) some chicken nuggets. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so then there was all this food. Yeah. And I was just like, who's gonna eat that? So I started the tradition of having breakfast pizza. In the beginning, they used to help make the pizza. So they would pick out what toppings they want and things like that. And I would like knead the dough and I would have them help me layer it. And then we'd stick it in the oven, we'd bake it, we'd pull it out. There'd be breakfast pizza, there'd be cake, ice cream, some orange juice. And then, you know, at midnight, we would just share a gift and then we'd have like a slice of breakfast pizza. What's on Um, this pizza? Oh, let me tell you. So one of them was like a steak pizza. So it's ribeye that's kind of um, cut into strips. It's, you know, sauteed up really nice. So it's, let's say this was a meat one, it would be like the ribeye steak, onions, peppers, mushrooms, it would be eggs. I would make like some kind of special aioli that went on the bottom. Mm. Um, And then it would be layered in between each of these with cheese. So Mm. I would have smoked Gouda cheese. um, And then there was like some shredded cheese. And then I would just um, have like maybe a couple of Havarti cubes. And then I would coat it in like pizza cheese up at the top. Wow. Yeah, it was <sighs> delicious. So, yeah. And then I would do a vegetarian one for Soraya. And Malcolm, okay. he loves bacon. So I would do like a bacon, like a smoky chicken bacon pizza thing. And <laughs> it got elaborate. At one point, we were doing like five, four different one. kinds of pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were doing like four different kinds of breakfast pizza. And then I would make sure that somebody baked the cake and, you know, we'd have like tea and juice and whatever we wanted because it was a pajama party and I wanted Christmas to be fun. I didn't want it to just be, oh, we open the gift and that's it. Right. I wanted it to be a celebration of family, of togetherness, of doing things together, of laughing, of listening to Donny Hathaway and, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta hit this Christmas. You know, Luther Vandross, you bring out all the Christmas music. So, you know, somebody, you know, Malcolm usually is in charge of the playlist and it's usually just a bunch of good fun, right? Of us laughing, enjoying each other, making fun of each other, cracking jokes, dancing, um, you know, just doing a whole lot of silly things. And that was how the tradition came about because I really wanted us not to get lost in, oh, I got 15 gifts, you got 10 gifts, you know, but I wanted it to be a celebration of family, of togetherness, of doing things together, of laughing together, of the last minute, okay, it's Christmas Eve, I didn't wrap no gifts, so let me just roll this around and stick a bow on it. And (laughs) (laughs) Because, listen, you're going to rip it off anyway, right? Yeah. So, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And that was was how the tradition was born. And, you know, um, now I don't do breakfast pizza anymore, but we do a full breakfast spread. So pancakes, French toast, bacon, uh, vegan sausage, eggs, scrambled eggs. We've got cornbread. We've got some kind of... Uh, coconut cream pound cake that Soraya makes that man I will push over somebody I'll 
push somebody down a flight of stairs <laughs> to have that cake to myself. Wow. <laughs> it is that good. You hear me? Oh my goodness. So it, it's evolved into that. And we know that, okay, it's, it's breakfast time. We're eating breakfast. We're having mimosas with the breakfast. We've got, you know, Soraya and Malcolm putting together these cocktails. It's evolved as we've Soraya gotten and older. Malcolm, you mean Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> she wants you her rise. <laughs> I was just like... So, like, how does this yeah. work? Like, you guys know that it's coming. So, is it where you say, Soraya, can you bring the eggs? And Malcolm, can you bring the, the toast? Like, what? <laughs> I usually just buy all the things. Yeah. Like, I'll make a menu <laughs> and I'll say, hey, guys, what do you think about this menu? And they'll either say, oh, can you swap this? Or I like it. Or I'm good. And so then I just do all the different things. Okay. Um, you know, I get very creative in the kitchen. Um, you know, when I wanted French toast, I said, you know what would make gri- really good French toast? Brioche bread. <laughs> French toast got those real thick slices. Of, uh, and it was just amazing. You know, and sometimes I'll have Malcolm make the French toast batter because his French toast, I will also push somebody down a flight of stairs to have those to myself. Um, because There's a lot he of people dying in your French house. He makes the best French toast ever. The flavor, he nails it. I have yet, yet to have any French toast by anyone that even comes close to Malcolm's French toast flavor. Like, I don't know what he puts in it. I don't care what he puts in it as long as he makes that. Continues to make it. (laughs) Yes. So Malcolm, you, you guys have the pajama party. You guys have the breakfast. What's some of the other traditions that you guys have for the holidays? Um, as my role as the protector, you know, I have to protect the tradition because a lot of times with the creativity running in our family, there's a lot of confidence to switch things up. So sometimes reel it back in, you know, bring it back down to earth and say, well, you know, our traditions are breakfast, pizza, you know, we open one, you get watch a movie. Watch a movie. Mom was like, why don't we just open all the gifts? At midnight, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you've been thinking about. Every year, I try and sneak in something that's different, and they're both shut me down so fast. What's your favorite Christmas movie, Soraya? My favorite Christmas movie, Elf. I always think it's fun. We watched it a lot when I was in middle school. Um, <laughs> Oh, last Christmas we watched Soul. It was such a good movie. Oh, yeah. It was that movie so was good. Oh, yeah. good. So, so good. Um, I think the Christmas before that we watched Claws, which was like a Netflix original film. I feel like I remember it being good, but I definitely fell asleep because we, we started watching it around one and I woke up after it ended. So <laughs> I was just like, great movie, guys. What's your, Selena? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Um, I don't know that I have a movie that I watch every Christmas, but that said, I could literally watch any of my favorite sci-fi. Like, I could definitely watch Star Trek, Old Generation, New Frontiers, Cisco, Captain Cisco. I could watch all of the Star Trek all the time. Um, same with Black Panther. I could watch that anytime, all the time, because Michael Bay, Michael Bay Jordan is always <laughs> worth to watch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, let's see what other um, yeah so any kind of sci-fi um, 
really I could just watch over and over and over again. See, see Malcolm I needed you to ring your mother in because I asked her a Christmas movie <laughs> and she started going all into like you know sci-fi and Soraya name all these right. movies do you I have a like Christmas <laughs> movie that you love Malcolm you know what <laughs> Hold on, no lost your chance. My favorite movie um, is Frosty the Snowman. I remember when I was um, yes. back when we were in our old house and I watched that movie one day and I was like, you know, I was like blown away and I had to be like a teenager at this point, right? And I was like, Christmas. I was like, I get it now. Santa and, and snow and, and magic and love. So you know that really that movie has definitely empowered me frosty empowered me to give me the strength i need to reel these people in and keep these traditions straight you know give you the strength you needed to go outside and make one yourself right yeah you know it's too cold you know I mean? so thanksgiving what do you guys do on thanksgiving so yeah for thanksgiving yeah. we usually i cook the food or i'll prep it early enough so that while it's you know it's cooked the trash is ready to go we usually pick a movie yeah um to watch on thanksgiving we'll like eat uh, we'll watch so i usually bake some wonderful delicious dessert that is out of this world um just the day is usually just low-key oh we play a game sometimes for thanksgiving afterwards um, at which time you know malcolm doesn't always know the rules to uno and sometimes you know he could you know, he just doesn't, you know, it's just basically, oh, you can't tell me Uno and pick up two. I mean, that's not in the rules. Like, he doesn't understand how to, like, really play it, like, the way that we play it, right? So, um, but yeah, we play games and we have a good time. We laugh and drink. Now the kids are older, you know, sometimes one of them bought some Apple Crown Royale or whatever. <laughs> And I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> you know, I don't drink so <laughs> And so, yeah, Soraya was mixing up drinks. We was having a grand old time. It was great. So, Soraya, outside of the traditions and things, you said that you love the holidays. Why are the holidays so important to you? Um, well, I think at least just growing up, it was just really nice. Like, you'd have two weeks off from school, like, got to sleep. And I got to watch all, you know, rewatch every single movie I've already watched for like the 30th time. I was really big on Disney growing up. I'm still big on Disney. Shout out to my aunt for her Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> so, um, but and it was just always nice, especially, you know, as I got older, you know, Malcolm went off to college. So it was always nice during the holidays because, you know, I would know, like, oh, like Malcolm will, like, you know, we'll all be back together again. Um, always nice that when, we had a period of calm. We had a period of calm and relaxation together. I also just like baking a lot, as my mom has mentioned. You know, it's always nice baking for other people and then, you know, being a good baker. You know, they tell you that all your stuff is good, which yeah. is so. <laughs> but it, it was just nice to have kind of like a period of calm going into the new year. Um, even when I think about last year, we were talking about, you know, we made vision boards and things that we wanted to yeah, do in 2021 did. and, mm -hmm. you know, being able to have that family space where we can have conversations like that or be like, okay, yeah. like, what didn't go so well in 2020? 
and then also you know make jokes about it it's just like well Mako was annoying this year ha 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 you know it's gonna be annoying <laughs> next year so uh, <laughs> um, even last year I think either it was around Christmas or New Year's um, Malcolm and I were rewatching Veggie Tales, which we watched so much growing up. Oh we had watched it since we were kids. So, mom had already went to sleep because you know she's a little lightweight; she can't stay up. It was two <laughs> o'clock Malcolm, in the morning. But Malcolm and I stayed yeah, up until early doing the holidays. What you talking about? We stayed oh, up until whatever. five watching Veggie Tales and you know laughing about how you know we used to watch this when we were six and eight, and here we are. You know, at that point, we were what twenty one and twenty three having the same type of moments and so um it's like moments like that that you know can't happen in you know on like a random sunday in august yeah really make me love yeah. the holidays yeah yeah it's like you you can come together and like you you said time time kind of stops and you can enjoy the things that you used to enjoy that we take for granted now because a lot of the things that we were able to do when we were younger we had so much time for each other but now we don't have all the time because of work or because of other commitments so when the holidays come a lot of times you can kind of slow down and just enjoy doing nothing with some of the people you love the most mm-hmm. yeah so Malcolm what is your greatest holiday memory that is a that is a tough one because you know I feel like the older I get every year I just appreciate the holidays my family even more um, yeah but I have this one distinct memory where I was much younger and me and Sarai were playing outside for hours in the snow in the backyard building our own funky wonky yeah and we came inside, you know, we were out there for hours and we came inside and mom had some hot, um, warm milk, some cinnamon warm milk in the kitchen for us and some donut holes or some donuts. And you know, just coming inside and in that kitchen after having so much fun outside and being with my sister and stuff. I think that was around Thanksgiving if, I, if I'm not mistaken. It's not, you know, ever. but that's one of the greatest memories. You know, it sticks with me. Just the amount of fun that I had on that day, and coming inside to two of my favorite things: warm milk and some donuts. So yeah. It's, it's awesome, too, that that would be your, your memory, because it doesn't always have to be some grandiose, you know, event. And it's usually the small things, and that's why the small things matter so much. So I have a question for both of the kids, and the mom has to, like, sit back and just listen. What's something that you are very proud of that your mother has either done or achieved that she may have never heard from you or you never have shared with her, but you have silently been proud of her for this day? Um, Soraya, you can start first. I was thinking that too. I know how when we were younger, we had essentially what I now realize were affirmation paragraphs right. um, that we would read pretty much every morning for like, what, 10 years? For 10 years, um, yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny that I don't remember the full thing now, but you know, I remember, you know, mine started was like, my name is Soraya Renee Cochran and I am born for great that And you know, that's how I started my talk about you know compassion and ingenuity and things like that were my crowns all of you know these different things that really built me up 
It was kind of funny because a lot of people, you know, when I tell them, you know, I'm a teacher, and they're like, oh, is teacher that I'm going? I'm like, actually, there's like, you know, six different things I want to do, and I'm going to do them all. And they're like, oh, wow, like, where does that sense of confidence come from? And I'm just like, well, I think I can do anything I put my mind to. I've never not been able to do that, so why wouldn't I be able to do that? And so um, kind of sitting down and kind of making that connection, it's like, well, I mean, I've been telling, you know, I've been hearing myself say to myself since I was like, what, five, that I was born for greatness, and I can do anything I put my mind to. And it's just like... It's just like, oh wow, oh snap. Yeah. My mama is doing stuff It's really ingrained in me that it's just like, there is nothing I can't do. It's like, I can do what I want. <laughs> so, you know, I say that all the time jokingly, but it's really just like, I can literally do whatever I want with like hard work and a good plan. Like, there's nothing that's actually impossible. So, um, I am definitely grateful for that being ingrained in me growing up. Before you go, uh, Malcolm, because I want you to answer that question as well. But, you know, Selena and I are just friends. Right. But she had she hasn't um, given me anything to say. But there's been some times when I've had some issues or I might be sad and I don't even say anything to her that I'm sad. And she will message me and say, you okay, love? Or she'll just send me like a long paragraph and just sew into me. So I think that is so awesome that you that is your energy with your children, but you also share it with your friends. And I love you for that, Selena. Okay, Malcolm, what's something that you are proud of your mother that she either did, said, or just impacted your life about that she may not be aware of? Um, well, I'm just proud of my mom going off of a theme that Soraya was talking about. Whenever I view myself, you know, it's impossible to view myself in a positive light at all without looking up at my mom, being reminded of the countless hours and, you know, just the work that she put in to us spiritually and and physically, emotionally and all of that. She was in school taking classes and working while making time for me and Soraya. You know, I remember when she used to come home from work and we would have what were, what were they called? Like live mics or open um, mics? Yeah, play, <laughs> open, open, open mics. Those were some of the best, you know, nights and memories. So much fun. Yeah. We would just be bursting out in tears, laughing <laughs> about some silliness. And you know, I, I, I look back and I'm so, you know, impressed. Um, in shock and awe, like, you know, how does she do that? But I'm also just tremendously proud because it takes an incredible human being to do something like that and pull it off to the, ex- you know, to the extent that me and Soraya are both, you know, people that we can say, yeah, you know, our mom raised us and be proud of her for that, you know? Um, so I'm proud of my mom in general, but definitely the school thing too and working and all of that, she really made the time for us. And she really did above and beyond what, you know, anyone else would do. So I'm proud of her and I appreciate her the most for that. Can I say something now? Yes. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. But, you know, that just warms my heart. It really does. Um, I had hoped that... uh, I'll make this week. So I, I had hoped that you guys would always remember your affirmation. I created these mission statements is what they were. Um, and each one of them began the same. My name is fill in the blank and I am born for greatness. And then from there, 
it just spoke to each of their unique characteristics. For Soraya, it was talking about her creativity, her compassion, and her ingenuity. For Malcolm, it was talking about his um, ingenuity, his artisticness, and his... I can't remember the third thing. It was ingenuity, artisticness, and his um, um, humanity. Um, and so it was all these it was mission statements and all they were were just affirmations of them. And I made them speak it every day for about a good seven to 10 years. <laughs> and uh, why was that important for you? Like for them to say that that early, like we see the outcome now. Yeah. But when you started to have them do that, what was what was your thought process like to have them do something like that? I actually got the idea from a sister friend of mine, Leslie Smith. Um, and she she and I were talking and she was just like, yeah, I created a mission statement for my son. And I said, run that back. What you mean by a mission statement? She said, it's a statement. She said, you know, cause she got the idea from someone else. But she, as she explained it, she said, it's a statement that I want him to say so that in any point in time, she was using it so that he could be reminded of what his God given purpose on the earth is. I wanted mm-hmm. to use it because I wanted, you know how when you're like a gymnast and you learn yeah. how to tumble for the first time and you're doing triple axles and all of this stuff in the air like Simone Biles, I wanted them to have something that was so embedded in them that no matter what life threw at them at any given point in their life, that this would be like a spark. It would be like an ember just continually burning in them that would say, wait a minute, what are, life is saying something, but inside I feel different. I feel like I could do anything that I put my mind to. I don't know where that's coming from. They may not even remember that it existed, but I want it because I believe that the life and death live in the power of your mouth, right? You can yeah. have the things that you speak. If you're saying you're, whether that's positive or negative, it you can have those things. Um, and so I just wanted to do that um, really to remind them of who they are, to remind them that impossible is nothing <laughs> for you, yeah. that you can leap mountains, you can climb mountains, you can run through hurdles. Yes, there will come a time where you have to stop and take a breath, but that wall, you can kick that through. That wall that's still there, build yourself a door. That house that you're in, if it don't got no windows, make one, right? If you're not being offered a seat at the table, bring your own table, right? Build your own table. So I wanted them to have that because I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, And so so that was my thought process. (laughs) Okay, Selena Luther King. Okay, you got me ready to vote for you. Um, But, you know, similar question, though, about your children, because I think you raised two beautiful human beings um, who are black, beautiful, successful and just all around good people. You know, you always talk about them when we're on the phone or when we're talking. You know, Mm -hmm. you always give me little updates about your kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know them and this is my first time meeting them. Right. Um, But speaking to them, I can hear what you created and hear the beauty from what you created. And I thank you for not giving up because I know that there's times when it was hard. I know there were times when you probably cried. I know there were times when they needed things and you wondered how you would get it. But I thank you for making two beautiful human beings um, because 
you know, hey, you know, my mother, I think she made a beautiful human being. But, you know, it's not always easy. And as we get older, we start to see how it's not easy and how, it, you know, some of the struggles come in, how you have to rob Peter to pay Paul and you don't have money to pay either one of them. Right. <laughs> you, know? right. you don't have nothing to rob from Peter mm-hmm. to pay Paul, you know, but it's just a blessing to see what you created and I think you should definitely be proud but with that being said what the same question what are some of the things that you may be proud of your children about that they may not have heard you say um I'll start with Soraya first I am so super proud that she picked up my traveling bug mantle I was hoping that one of them would always want to travel and travel out of the country and Soraya was the one who kind of picked up that mantle and ran with it. And so when she was studied abroad in Costa Rica, I was like, ooh, I wonder if she'll do this again when she got to college. And when she was in college, she studied in Spain. And from Spain, she traveled to Morocco. She went to Paris. She went to London. She went, you know, and she's got all these epic pictures of her experience. And I was so proud of that. Um, I mean, she's an extrovert, uh, so, you know, but I was just so proud that, you know, I always wanted to do different trips with the kids, but, you know, money was tight. So I focused on doing like creating experiences, like when we went to Disney or when we went camping in the Adirondacks and, you know, that kind of thing. But I was always hopeful that at least one of the two of them would (laughs) want to pick up that mantle and travel. And Soraya is the one who picked up that mantle. And it makes me very proud each and every time. Um, it, It also makes me proud that she picked up the mantle for language. Um, They both at some point were fluent in Spanish, but, you know, Soraya went and studied Arabic and I studied Arabic when I was her age, um, you know, and so I was just like, oh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it just made me super, super proud. For Malcolm, I am so proud of to watch him, Um, his art. I've always wanted to draw and I can't, okay? <laughs> Let me just, let's just say that now. I cannot draw. Um, I can like sketch some things and maybe it looks good, maybe it doesn't, I don't know. But Malcolm, um, to see how his art has evolved over the years. When Malcolm was a kid, he created comic book characters. Um, he has a whole like shoebox of all these characters that he created. Um, and to see them go from like concept in his brain to making the actual image and then when he was in uh, school he started taking up art and then to watch him just use that art to kind of fuel his creativity and then he did this painting for my mother which turned out amazing Um, and then I've just been recently started getting him to sketch pictures of me Um, because I love his art so much and I have it hanging all over the house. Um, So I've just been tremendously proud to watch him evolve as an artist and become comfortable in the fact that you're an artist, sir. I, I, you know, I stay proud of my children. (laughs) I do. Each time I, you know, talk to them, I'm like, they're such amazing human beings. They were a joy to parent uh you know I always tell people I lucked out and got two just amazing kids they loved each other I never had to worry about you know Malcolm was always the rise protector from day one you know I brought her home put her in the bassinet he poked her in the stomach she laughed (laughs) 
she was only five days old and she laughed and then Malcolm <laughs> laughed and they were that was it they were they were thick as thieves that that was the yeah. connection I remember one time so I was getting an award in middle school and I knew she was getting an award but it was was it high school no you were still in yeah, middle was in school high for this school one. Um, it was your school. moving up ceremony and she yeah. got this award. So I didn't know she was getting it. So she didn't know I was in the audience, but I knew. Um, I think that was when one of her friends was like, Sarai, I saw your mind, nosy kid. But um, so she got this award and <laughs> Malcolm was in attendance, right? They went to the same school and he didn't know she was getting it. And this kid jumps up and he's like, all right. And he starts clapping. <laughs> And then the whole auditorium is so like, like, wow, this kid is clapping for his sister. Everybody gets on their feet and they start clapping for her. She's the only kid that got a whole standing ovation for getting an award. <laughs> and it was just like, I was laughing so hard because people, you know, they don't know that I'm Malcolm and Soraya's mom, right? That's, I, yeah. you know, but they were like, oh my goodness, you know, afterwards people were like we love seeing Malcolm lead the auditorium but the thing was that wasn't what he was intending to do like Malcolm yeah. wasn't being like get up on your feet but his enthusiasm for his sister winning this award was just like he was shocked and surprised and um, it was just amazing to see but that's just that's their relationship awesome well we're almost at time guys but we're, we're coming upon Christmas and a lot of us talk about the holidays and a lot of us are happy. But some people are sad, you know, some yeah. people don't have anyone to share it with. Some people have different reasons why they're sad, right? Mm-hmm. But you being a mom, Selena, mm-hmm. um, if you could give some encouragement to that young woman or that mm-hmm. young father who is a single parent, who is mm-hmm. young and who is where you have been, mm-hmm. who might not be feeling the best right now because Christmas is approaching. Right. What would you say to that person to encourage them? So I would say, you know, what you want to do is worry less about the gift and more about the time and the connection, right? Because throughout this conversation, you heard both Malcolm and Soraya talk about their memories, and none of them had anything to do with, I got a gift, right? Mm -hmm. None of them was, I opened this Christmas present and saw these new Air Jordans that I wanted, Um, or any of those things. What they talked about was the moments that made them feel the happiest the funniest, the emotional impact, right? The togetherness of the family, of eating together. And so what I would tell those parents is, you know, you ha- your resources are limited, but your imagination and your creativity of the kind of experience and the impact that you want to create for your family is not. It's limitless. Um, you know, there I didn't have a lot of money to get gifts. So I would do a lot of extra you know, things like, you know, we would play tic-tac-toe with donut hole, right? And, you know, doing something like that, you never think about that kind of thing and the winner takes all, right? <laughs> so, you know, Malcolm was cheating, right? <laughs> he was cheating and when I wasn't looking, he and Soraya were like eating the holes. Now, I knew that they were eating the holes, <laughs> but, you know, it was just like, well, what happened to the hole that was here? And it was just like, 
I don't know what happened. So, you know, they knew I had like more donuts in the kitchen. So I was like filling yeah. it out. But, you know, I knew. But, you know, the whole idea of it um, focused on the memories, right? I remember one time it was around the holidays where I tricked Malcolm into thinking he was invisible. <laughs> <laughs> he kept bothering me so much and he put on this cape and he came down and when he put on the cape I just acted like I didn't see him and then Soraya picked up on it and so he, <laughs> so here we were pretending that he was invisible um, and so you know then he like threw on his underwear and was trying to run through the house and by then I couldn't keep I couldn't keep up the facade and I just laughed hysterically <laughs> um but, uh, <laughs> but you know, those are the things that your children will really remember. Yeah. Focus less on the dollar amount and more on the quality and more yeah. on the togetherness of it. Um, things that are outside of your control, don't let consumerism ruin your holiday, right? Yeah. Don't let capitalism be the end all to be all for whether or not you're going to have a good Christmas. It's not. Yeah. Um, at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, some kids, you know, they may want some big ticket items or whatever, but I promise you what they really want is your attention. What they really want is an experience. What they really want is togetherness, is to laugh. You know, yeah. like I said, that creativity is limitless. We would have Nerf battles in the dark and I would buy glow in the dark Nerf guns. And we would turn off the lights and we would just shoot Nerf darts at each other in the pitch black of darkness in the house. And it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> so make memories. Make, make memories, memories. And don't get caught up into what in you it. can buy and what you can't exactly. buy. Make memories. Make memories, yeah. right? Even if you had, like, for a long time, I would do, like, one big item and then a lot of small items. Yeah. I think that's good advice. We laughed a lot. That's good advice. Yeah. Last question is for the kids. And I thank you guys for coming. I thank you for sharing your time and sharing your stories and bringing me into your family. I feel like I want some Mexican pizza. I got some pajamas, you know, y'all can invite me, you know. <laughs> but um, for Soraya and for Malcolm, what is, if you had to pick one, what is your favorite holiday dish besides the Mexican pizza? I would say so. I don't really eat dairy. Um, I'm not lactose intolerant, but I my body's just not a fan of it. And I think it's because, you know, my mom can't really drink milk per se. So we started drinking almond milk really young. And I think yeah. my body now, anytime I introduce dairy, it's like, what are you doing? Um, but I love mac and cheese so much. Um, and so anytime... Like, the only time I really eat mac and cheese is on Thanksgiving. Like, I don't really eat it throughout the year because it's cheese, it's milk, it's cream, it's more cheese. <laughs> it's really, it's a whole, you know, I still got to prepare my body, you know, give it a whole 365 days to prepare. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm excited for some mac and cheese. Um, I know some people, you know, they really, they're like, oh, that moment when the mashed potato or the mac and cheese touches like the candy yams. I don't like candy yams. That moment for me is when the mashed potatoes touch the mac and cheese. I'm like, that is starchy heaven right there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and what about you, Malcolm? Uh, definitely, you know, apple pie. And oh, yeah. I love apple pie. I've always been, I had a sweet tooth since I was young. 
but any sort of dessert, apple pie, pancake, pumpkin, uh, pumpkin <laughs> pie, pecan pie, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, peanut butter pie, you know, mix it up. <laughs> That's my favorite. So you at the dessert table, basically, you know, you can skip the food. You at the dessert table with your plate for your pie. I got you. With two other well, plates. <laughs> listen, well, no, one of them is mine. Uh, you know, don't, don't be too stingy. Well, I appreciate you guys for coming so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and your family. And may God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Hollywood. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the Cochran. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta go. That was the final was strike. Was mom saying it because you gotta get her out of here. Stop this <laughs> the new mother. Go <laughs> next door. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. For a New York accent, she gonna have just a few. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Yeah, From the Cochrane. See, we're okay. already so right. much more insane. Happy Mom, we're so much more insane. From the Cochrane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It sounded in sync on my end. All right, you were not in sync. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Cochran family. And to my listeners, happy holidays and thank you for your support. My show would be nothing without your faithfulness. And Merry Christmas to my family. Willow, Shay, Dion, Bria, Jaden, Michelle, Crystal, Janice, David, Don, Baca, Terrence, Tiffany, Nagesti, Kelly, Kina, Nick, Kendall, Jamie, Abdel, Mike, Angie, Levon, and Freddie. I thank God for your love, for your friendship, and for your loving kindness. May God cover you and grant you peace and health forever. I don't know who needs to hear this, but let it go. Let the pain go. Forgive them and forgive yourself. Happy holidays, everyone. May God bless you continually. From my heart to yours, Amir Ali. The music used during the interview of this episode, Carol of the Bells, produced by Beat Culture, Santa's Residence, produced by Uncle Richie, Hip Hop Christmas, produced by Twin Musicom, My Best Gift, produced by Matthew May, and We Wish You a Merry Christmas, produced by Aminar. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the What's Your Thoughts on this podcast. We truly appreciate your support. Our show is produced by Amir Ali. Our theme song was written by Amir Ali, produced by Adrian Brundy, and performed by Enrico Delves. If you would like to be a guest on our show, or if you have a question or you want to provide some feedback, send an email to wytotpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast is available on all platforms, so make sure you subscribe to our show and follow us on social media. Be well. Be safe and be blessed. Until next time.